Welcome to the Product Bakery Podcast. My name is Christian, I'm Alex, and together we present you the ingredients to build the right products. Hi Alex. What's up? The roof. If you would have said the sky would be even cooler, but you're right. Well, it's on the so. roof. It's on the roof. And this is the worst joke that I keep making and everyone hates. I can understand, but it's, I find it funny, so... I don't know. I love that jokes. I I oh, feel like yeah. like I'm, I'm an old person deep inside, so... Yeah, same here. Old soul. Exactly. But, getting to the point, um, open AI... GTP chat, what's the name of it? Oh God, my memory. That's uh, again me being an old person. Hmm. Chat GPT. Mm. There we go. Wow. Okay. That oh, that, uh, that took. Start. Yeah. That took quite some time. But yes, I played with um, Chat GPT from OpenAI today. Um, I mean, it's anyway all over the news at the moment. Crazy technology. And um, I have to say, like, <laughs> interestingly enough, I was like playing with the tool while in a meeting or while waiting for a meeting to start um, where we also had our copywriter. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's it kind of felt like, okay, now showdown, like who writes the better text? Because like literally, oh, damn. These, this software is so powerful. And I mean, it you can even go one step ahead and say things like, okay, write an HTML slash CSS for a website for product named XYZ. And it completely builds the website. So I haven't played with it, but a friend of mine who is who has a couple of websites said, I mean, he started playing with it and he just posted a couple of lines of code and then the chatbot told him what he was doing wrong. Oh yeah, you can even finish code. Damn. Like you can even tell the, the AI to finish some of your code, right? So you're just like write some of the key lines and um, it fills in the rest. And if it can do that stuff for my um, text declarance, it would be amazing. I'm sure it can. <laughs> saving so much time. And making money, actually. Saving money. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that some of these text uh, softwares... I mean, there's not so much AI because I think it's yeah, like just it's, like the standard yeah, thing that you fill out. It's, it's actually too boring for AI. But I think like the, the main question, right? I mean, it... We don't have to discuss how how great those uh, tools are, right? And how well um, they work, and how well they've been trained over the last couple of years. Um, but I think like the question that opens up, and uh, especially like in the context of like testing it in front of a copywriter and uh, getting like a whole poem written around like our uh, business. 
by this tool. It it really asks the like raises the question of how does this sooner or later affect our jobs? Yeah, I mean Whew, tough question, right? But um, one thing that I've just recently heard that, that made me change my mind is, I mean, the Industrial Re Revolution took 150 years roundabout, right? So people had a lot of time to look for something else and then shift jobs and adapt to the change. But I believe AI is coming coming so fast. I mean, within the next five to 10 years, we will have so much more AI and we have already a lot of AI, which maybe, uh, let's say, the, the normal people don't see. And it raises really the question, what is happening to all those jobs? And I'm definitely worried about that when it comes to the power of AI. Yeah, and I mean, realistically speaking, right, like with things like, especially, oh, Jesus Christ, I feel bad about like keep coming back to the the copywriting itself um but so they're we, just we pick, we pick on them it's it's too late <laughs> yeah no but i mean i think <laughs> obviously like it's easier to train on copy than to train on for example design or strategy or things like that um that's also coming and it's it's already there um drawing and art and stuff like that there's this this uh, nft generated art that was recently published which also went like kind of viral yeah. so yeah it, it's amazing but also dangerous oh yeah but i mean i think there is like really good business models there um when it comes to content generation right mm -hmm. like as a business with seo on the forefront and um you need to create a lot of content, right? And if you can use these tools to write blog articles for you based in on your limited input, yeah. um, that means that like you can also operate at an extremely low cost and keep pushing out content, right? 100%. A friend of mine is doing that. Um, I'm not sure. I think the website is called jasper.ai or previously jarvis.ai and it generates automated blog articles or whatever you need, right? And you can also train that AI by feeding it with websites and, and keywords and stuff like that. And what he does is he's looking for um, particular long tail keywords like beauty something or I know gardening something and he just pulls up a website and just feeds it on a regular basis with AI-generated stuff until it gets ranked on Google and then he just sells the website. Yeah. And I mean, imagine... like Crazy, right? Yeah, but imagine how much copywriting, something like that would have involved. And probably you, you couldn't... You probably wouldn't be able to, especially like when it comes down to keywords and integrating keywords and so on, to do such a good job as an AI does by now if it has been trained and if it has been trained also around the algorithms that Google uses. Yeah, to totally. I mean, the, 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 the crazy part is it gets better and better and better. I mean, these articles that have been written, they are good. I mean, they're not perfect. They're not, not outstanding, but they are definitely good. So they, they make sense. There are, uh, there are no typos in it and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it's really crazy what you can do these days with AI already. Yeah. And I mean, by now there is like I've recently also seen a tool that, for example, uses the AI to um, simulate eye tracking on a page, mm. and also there like tell you, okay, which areas of the page do you need to rework or you need to change, or which ones get the most attention, and so on. 
Um, and I mean, like also there, right? Like you train it with a lot of like eye tracking um, data. Mm. You see like what are the things that worked on a page. And like long term, it will just like help also designers and um, developers to build things that work out of the box, right? Because like a lot of the uncertainties, you can answer them through millions of data points from millions of different websites. Yeah, I mean, totally. And I'm just still asking myself the, the question coming back to the beginning of this conversation. If you can finish code or if you can write code and stuff like that, do I even need a developer or a designer in the future? Yeah. And I mean, I think I that's... No, I'm just asking that question because I don't, I don't know, to be honest. Well, if I look at how product design and web design is currently being done or how it looks like, I would almost say no. Right, because it's anyway very generic. <laughs> Everything looks the same. Like, I, I mean, obviously, like I would say, you need a designer for the creativity aspect. I think that's probably very hard um, to be covered by an AI um, if you want to make something that's standing out. Right, if you want to make something that's not like the same as everything else because of course like an AI learns from the masses that's yeah. why um, you will have something that works but it will also be similar to everything else that's out there um, but since that's anyway the trend at the moment or what we're seeing with all the products and all the websites and all the tools they all look the same right so yes mm -hmm. probably an AI could do that for you and maybe you need one designer but you might not need 50 mm. so um i mean it's not something that i'm afraid of now but it could definitely at one point be a threat to all of our jobs yeah and, and i was just about to ask what do you think is the what is in your opinion the biggest threat that you see coming up with ai for you personally ai is being able to write the same their own ais and taking over the word. Mm. I need to process that, yeah. <laughs> or or they are already all connected to each other, all existing AIs. Maybe. Yeah. Or even one step further, actual intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just having like throwback uh, to the movie Matrix, right? I mean, when that yeah, that's but, but that's a fun fact, right? When when the when the movie came out, there was no. Uh, AI and no one knew what it means, right? There was no technology back then, as far as I know, that that anyhow was related to AI. <laughs> they said already back then it will come and and enslave the whole world and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to go to that deep into that rabbit hole and and conspiracy. But I still think it's it's something that we should look at very carefully. So because I mean, it will it, it might take a lot of jobs. And uh, we all don't know how it works internally and, and how the decision-making process is within such an AI. At least I don't know. And uh, who knows what it can do. I don't think it will harm the world. But the, the thing is, whether it's, it's money where people say it's good or bad or, or AIs or something like that, I mean, it's a human-made thing, right? It's a human-made system. And everything that is made by humans also comes along with the positive and negative aspects of human behavior. So therefore, I see a lot of benefits within the AI, but also the potential for bad things. Yeah. <clears throat> and 
I mean, I think most of it comes down to machine learning um, mm. still, right? I mean, we're 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 not like really talking about intelligence uh, or or intelligent thinking. So if you feed a machine with certain data, biased data, you're automatically like also having a biased uh, artificial intelligence. Um, artificial intelligence. Um, so I mean, I think that's that's still something that's going to stay and be a problem also in the future, right? Um, where getting those biases out, and we talked about this in multiple episodes in different contexts, right? Um, but that's very hard to to get away, right? Because like humans are not neutral, so a lot of these trainings mm. or a lot of the training of the software um, is also not neutral. Um, but I mean, I would say to me, I mean, technology and development is always a positive thing, right? And I think, um, is it for content generation? Is it for, uh, um, simplified way of creating a lot of like online banners at a ton of different sizes where you don't have to hand draw all of them? Um, but you can leave it up to an artificial intelligence or so on. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I welcome that, right? Because I think in most yeah. of the times, it also solves some jobs that are very repetitive and uh, that you anyway don't want to necessarily do. <laughs> like content writing? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really bad one. I'm sorry about that to all content writers. There is content writing and content writing, <laughs> right? Like there is, there is like, okay... You're writing content yeah. or you're mostly producing content that covers keywords for SEO purposes, yeah, 100%, right? 100%. I mean, I have to admit, I mean, I'm writing my blog too and I always get a content writer involved to proofread my stuff and, and help me also on SEO. So I, I, I love doing it, but I, it takes also a lot of time and I don't feel comfortable doing it by myself. And I think it's it's worth having someone who supports you so I mean, uh, as we said, I mean, content writing or I mean, any kind of repetitive job. I mean, I wouldn't say content writing is repetitive because it requires also thinking and like the creative part to to catch a, a, reader, a reader or to make the search engine really, yeah, ranking you higher. So I think something that Google really loves and the AI behind Google is actually when it reads something new, right? Because if you are a copycat, uh, I mean, Google is smart enough to realize that. So the, yeah, the more you come up with your individual stuff, which is in my uh, opinion, a uh, result of a creative human behavior, uh, then you will also benefit from that. So therefore, yeah, uh, again, to all content writers, uh, I love you. I need you <laughs> and I want you. But I think that's back to right the creativity aspect. I think the creativity will be very hard to teach a software or to teach a tool, right? Um, so I think it's like something easy for generic yeah. and repetitive stuff. And the thing that I see where I personally see the limits, but if you have other opinions, please let us know. But I believe the thing with the AI is it can always just go back on on, a, on a, to an existing database, right? So that means whatever it produces is 
I don't want to say outdated, but it can only work with stuff that is already existing, right? And I mean, what what makes the human creativity so so powerful is that I, I mean, we are, maybe I have that a couple of times, and I believe you have that, had that too. Is you come up with an idea you never thought of, right? So we all don't know where it comes from, but or you have dreamt about it, or whatever it is, right? So there is like this. Uh, enlightening moment where something new comes to your mind and you do something with it. And I I cannot imagine how an AI could do that, right? So in terms of creativity and like this process of creation, I still think the human uh, brain and the, the human connection to the world and, and each other will always be stronger. Yeah, even though like, I mean, even though if you only have like the historical data to train those machines... Um, I mean, I think there is definitely also some interesting information of like, okay, what were those innovations in the past and what made them different to what has been there before, right? Like, okay, what was before the light bulb and how did the light bulb innovate uh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but nevertheless, I don't think that humans are going to be replaced anytime yeah. soon but but one thing uh, against to just what i've said is actually the 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 strong part about the ai is that it always has more information available than than we do right so i mean that's actually a very strong part which yeah i would love to have but i'm not sure have you seen this news from elon musk and how's this company called Neuralink, where they started uh, implanting the stuff into the human brain the chip into the human brain that allows to start connecting yeah i mean it's, it's just like Two or three days old after we recorded this episode. Today is the um, third of no, that's that's the um, today is the sixth of December. I think a couple of days ago, Elon Musk just had this big conference where they started showing how easy it can be. This chip can be implemented into a brain. So I mean, there's crazy stuff coming. Would you put a chip in your brain? Nope. I would totally. You want to become a cyborg? Yes. And imagine having access to all that data. I mean, it is crazy, actually. I mean, I, I was thinking about it, but uh, on the other hand, you know, my, my brain, I don't know, I, I'm too afraid. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. whenever it's safe, I would definitely love to try f stuff like that. Um, but... Yeah, I'm more curious about like all the technology <laughs> that will arise prior to chips that we implant to the masses. Yeah. And um, I mean, just because you said, right, like all the data and all the information that they have access to, I do hope that validating ideas, validating business models, concepts, and so on could also be something where AI could help, right? Like, okay, um, how viable is a business case or what numbers could I put into a specific uh, business case mm. based on data from the masses, right? Where I don't have to do secondary desk research to figure it out on my own. Um, yeah. I mean, let's talk about that for a second because, I mean... Losing potential jobs or getting replaced is one thing, but the other part is that working with an AI within your company these days becomes more and more important. And I believe if you as a company are not adapting this technology, you will definitely uh, lose market shares and you will have like a like a 
uh, you actually won't have any advantages anymore because everyone is in the future, hopefully, or will use AI. I mean, if you look at Amazon, if you look at Netflix and stuff like that, I mean, it is already based on machine learning and AI. So, and I mean, even if you, let's say, a bakery, right, an AI could help you to anticipate ba based on whether how many clients will come to your place and allow you to uh, not overproduce uh, goods, for example. As a, as a trained baker, I would see this very helpful. So there are many ways how you can use an AI in a positive way to optimize your business. Yeah. And I think with that, uh, it's just like something that we should all keep in our minds and have a look out. Um, and be open to test these tools without the fear of being replaced by one of them and integrate them in our workflows because I think there's definitely um, again it's mostly about like also having the access to all this information and um, I mean it's the same as like using Grammarly or something where your <laughs> your English is automatically getting uh, corrected and improved based on a wider like database than whatever would fit in your brain exactly so integrate it in your work integrate it into your brain <laughs> whatever you feel to do just do it perfect and speaking about just do it make sure to follow and subscribe and we talk to you next week bye bye ai bye